everyone. It's Alex, and you're listening to Radio 1 Chicago, WLUW 88.7 FM. How cool was the monthly hip-hop cypher? I'm always looking forward to that every single month, and uh, that was the last one of 2018, so I can't wait to see all the cool artists that come through next year when we do it. Um, joining me in studio now are Javier and Janai. Welcome, guys. How are you? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let's uh, get your mics on. There we go. Oh, testing. <laughs> testing. Yeah, there you go. Testing. All good. All good. How are you guys? We're good. Thanks. Good. I know we were jamming a little bit uh, yeah. to those uh, little good spins. And, that was good. Yeah. I know. I was joking uh, that you guys were going to hip uh, do the little freestyle <laughs> no i don't oh, think yeah? anybody wants to hear me do kind of <laughs> she was practicing out there i right? knew she it <laughs> when i was in the booth you were like secretly just kind of doing dance, it. oh I okay no i can't freestyle that's that's not for radio no. that's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. yeah so tell us a bit about um who you guys are uh i don't know if you guys want to toggle or just kind of uh, well, I'm Janai Brueger. I'm a Chicago native, grew up here um, in Darien, southwest suburbs. Um, went to school at DePaul University for my bachelor's degree in voice performance. I'm an opera singer and got my master's at University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, which is where I met Javier, who's my husband now. Um, and we are here now based in Chicago on the north side. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm Javier, uh, obviously, and uh, I'm a, a, a violinist, composer, and recently electronic music producer as well, uh, mm -hmm. originally from Uruguay. Um, yeah, loving uh, Chicago, a great town to be in. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Loving the weather. <laughs> you know, we never get used to it. Yeah. Even as a native. You just Even as really a native, never right? get used to it, really. It's like you forget. You f right? there's, there's like that period of time where you kind of like forget. And it, I think it makes you appreciate exactly. summer more. Exactly. Because then you're like, oh, like this is so nice. Mm -hmm. And then when it's this, you're like, oh, wait. That first moment you turn the corner and yeah. get slapped with that cold one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slept. That's Brutal. the. That's slapped. the. Yeah. That's the. That's the key word right there because it literally just like <laughs> slaps you in the face. <laughs> um, so coming from Uruguay, what, yeah. what brought you to uh, the city? Well, first I uh, almost seventeen years ago <clears throat> moved first to Charleston, South Carolina, oh, cool. uh, where I was a music major at the College of Charleston. Beautiful town, a great little college. Uh, studied classical violin. Um, and then uh, from there I went to University of Michigan, got my master's uh, in music. You know, I was going, you know, fully, 100% the classical route mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. Um, after that, we moved, uh, you know, I met Janai and we moved to Los Angeles and we lived there for about six years. Um, during that time, I started a, a couple of really cool musical projects, um, uh, one of them still goes uh, to this day. Uh, basically, a duo with a guitarist out there, Tom Farrell. Mm -hmm. uh, the duo, the duo is called Cosm, K-O-Z-M. And uh, basically, you know, I'm on violin, he's on guitar, and we just make a lot of noise. <laughs> they do, they do. Yeah. It's good noise. It's good noise. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a jam session a it little is. bit. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we try to polish it a little bit for yeah. you know when, when we go to the studio, but yeah. uh, you know, sometimes we succeed. Sometimes it's pretty raw, uh -huh. uh, which is kind of cool. It's not what you usually expect from violin gu and guitar yeah. like people are a little surprised when they first hear us mm -hmm. uh, perform um, but you know it's fun we have a lot of fun mm -hmm. so um, that project is still, is still happening and yeah that's uh, you know out there in LA in the sun you know just writing music it was, it was a good time so yeah uh, yeah. yeah for sure 
Sure. Yeah. So then, um, was it always kind of uh, like in your mind that you would do like start with classical? Was that just kind of like the route that you wanted to go for, and then it just kind of evolved into more electronic kind of styles? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you know I've been playing violin like all my life, right? Yeah. Since I was four years old. Oh wow. I, started, but, I was yeah. a Suzuki student, and, uh-huh. you know all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, once I was. Um, uh, a teenager, probably, I just started to, you know, redevelop my tastes. And in the classical world, I was into, you know, just big, epic, dramatic stuff like Gustav Mahler and you yeah. know, just uh, dark and heavy. And um, uh, you know, little by little, I discovered that what I really wanted to do was make my own music. Um, so, you know, at first, I was in a in a few cover bands like I was in a Radiohead instrumental cover band and, <laughs> it was uh, awesome wow it I mean that sounds cool. really cool <laughs> I'm not really gonna cool. lie that sounds it was fun. Uh, yeah that sounds fun yeah it was fun yeah. <laughs> so basically on the violin you know yeah. playing like the voice of Tom York and yeah like Johnny Greenwood solos <laughs> that's and, awesome uh, yeah, it, it, it was awesome. Did um, you bring any of those to sample for I us? I didn't. Oh, that would have been didn't. cool. That would have been cool. Next time, we'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. then it just kind of like snowballed yeah, from there. Yeah, it went from there. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, after a while, it just kind of, you know, kept going the route of making the music that I like more and more. And, uh, you know, with with Tom in LA, mm-hmm. just started, uh, you know, writing music for violin and guitar. And then, um, I guess about two or three years ago, um, well, maybe a little more. Still, while I was in LA, we, I started going to Low End Theory and this, you know, these electronic music clubs and uh, um, uh, what they call a beat community, like underground hip hop uh, communities in LA. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with that stuff. And um, I guess that really influenced me. And I, I wanted to start to make music that sounded a little more like that. And mm-hmm. you know, the violin is awesome. I, I love playing the violin, but I can't make a dope beat on the violin. You know? <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's I was going to say, like when I think violin, I feel like it's very, it's a very underrated instrument. I feel like it's, you only think of it in a classical sense, right. at least yeah. like for, right. for, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I don't really think of it as electronic or something to make like those right. beats to or something like that, you know, or yeah. anything like that. So kind of, you know, changing the conversation a little bit do you feel yeah. that it's kind of like other artists are doing that um well i mean there, there's a lot of artists that merge those two worlds really well mm-hmm. you know like uh, probably the most famous one is Lindsay sterling yeah right um she may be like the most famous violinist yeah, of all time <laughs> yeah, at yeah. this point yeah and you know what, what she did was basically play mu- played music that she liked you know mm-hmm. like she made her own music and uh, and it's great and you know and people love it uh and it's violin and you know kind of like light dubstep kind of stuff Mm -hmm. uh i guess the electronic music route that i'm going is um maybe a little darker or a little heavier um maybe a little more apocalyptic okay kind of stuff uh so i haven't really been able to like put the violin in there yet yeah Uh, but you know we'll see that that may happen at some point did you find that it's kind of like a lot of like trial and error in figuring out like oh this is actually the sound i want to go for or it's more this way kind of thing or oh yeah yeah or was it kind of did it come naturally well i mean some of it comes naturally Mm -hmm. but um i guess you know i tried when I first started making electronic music, I tried making like uh, trap, and I, you know, like, oh wow, yeah, uh, I want to hear all of and, these <laughs> and deep house, and, yeah, you know, stuff that I like listening to. Uh-huh. But um, I, I don't know what what ends up coming out is a little different from those Got things, it. and a, and a mix of all those things at the same time, you mm-hmm. know. So. 
um, yeah, I, I brought a couple of tracks. If you know, uh, uh, I mean, this is brand new project. Right? Yeah, uh, it's called Multi Future. <laughs> That's my artist's name, I guess. Multi Future. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, do you, yeah. you do you go by like your just you know yeah. your name, or do you go by like a stage name? Um, yeah. yeah. So this project, uh, my name is Multi Future M L T F T R, and um, basically, I, the first track is out as of two weeks ago. Oh, wow. And the second track will be out as soon as we play it here because I'm. Yeah. this is going to be the, the, the world premiere. I know. I think you, <laughs> yeah, you were mentioning how you brought a world premiere for us, which I think uh, Gabe is going to queue up. I, do you know the, yeah. what can we? Yeah, so the name of the, the brand new track is called Droba, D-R-O-B-A. Droba. All right. Yeah, I would love to listen to it and then uh, kind of come back and then we'll just start chatting a little bit more. Yeah. Cool. World premiere, guys. Woo. All right. Check it out. <laughs> We're listening to Radio One Chicago.
World premiere, guys, on Radio 1 Chicago. You're listening to Alex here on WLUW887 FM with Javier Ordman and Janai Brueger. So that was Droba. 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 Uh, no violin in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused for a couple minutes into that song. I was like, is That's this really violin? Cool. Is this what this sounds like? Oh, it's it's that new type of violin <laughs> that you haven't heard about. Electronic violin. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could be. You could have told me yes, and I've been like, wow, yeah. my mind is blown. <laughs> it's got piano. It's got piano, yeah. you know, just very manipulated piano samples in there, but no, no, no violin. It's got a, it's got our son's voice in there, though. Yeah. yeah oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. one of those uh, very high pads are actually his voice, uh, <laughs> you know, just just messed around, like upside down and inside, yeah. you know, just, you know, crazy. But, you know, it's that very high-pitched sort of, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just. So is it more of like, uh, like, how do you kind of, you know, compose these like is it a lot of like back and forth a lot of collaboration with like you know um like other artists uh you know to to produce something like this i mean no collaboration in this one Mm -hmm. um but i mean i guess i guess the first thing that i think of is the harmony the chords like that to me is the most important thing Mm -hmm. it just establishes the vibe the mood and um you know, coming from sort of the classical music world, I you know we play we play a lot of notes and a lot of chords, but I'm very much into restriction and and writing within restriction. So this song has four chords, mm-hmm. the same four chords just repeat over and over again, and within that, just making kind of a story out of it. Um, I just I I really like working that way, um, and then just, and a lot of experimentation uh, with sounds and you know seeing where things take me. Yeah. 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 You definitely kind of get like that futuristic, and it could be like the the sounds that are used, but it yeah it definitely sounds like that dystopia mm-hmm. kind of style, yeah. very yeah. futuristic, uh, kind of like ambiance to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I guess like would you say that that's kind of like restrictive? I feel like it sounds so big and so grand right. that it's not in a right. way. But uh, I mean, well, yeah. I mean that no, that's mm-hmm. the you know the restrictive is the, just the start is gotcha. restrictive. Mm-hmm. You know the chords in this case the chords are gotcha. restrictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but within that, like I love being able to just you know uh, what I do is I kind of imagine a certain world or a universe and I just put myself there. Like what does that world feel like? You know, and I. Basically, I look for sounds that fit in that world. Got it. Um, so you have, um, you know, the, from the kick and the and the sub bass to like the you know the highest, uh, uh, the highest pitch stuff. Like all of that, I I look for things that just sort of gel together mm-hmm. because they sort of live in the same space. Yeah. Some I, I mean, it's hard to describe that because it's such an intuitive thing that I do. I, some of these sounds I can't even remember how I made them because <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. a, a sort of. Um, uh, what do you call that? Like free thought? No, free Oh, like freestyle or... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but yeah, until I feel like mm-hmm. like I have a group of sounds that can take me to this, you know, to this place. Do you ever incorporate like lyrics or do you sing in any of your pieces at all or is it mostly just instrumental? Mostly instrumental. I do have, uh, uh, we do have a track yeah. uh, together. <laughs> That I brought... No, just kidding. I didn't bring it to... It's, <laughs> Your eyes are oh like, wait. <laughs> like, wait. Janice looking at me. I know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, menacingly. this wasn't planned. Yeah. <laughs> he does sing in Cosm. Actually, both him and Tom, uh-huh. they, they sang a lot, which was really neat. And Yeah, is it different or hard for you to kind of like, you know, switch to, to doing that? Um, 
I'm not a trained singer, so I, I, you know, I always have to sort of get get past that, you know, initial self doubt. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I like singing, and I, I do think of songs, you know, from a songwriting standpoint. Um, um, yeah, so you know, sometimes I do sing. Yeah. So maybe next time you know, I bring something. <laughs> come come with a song. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited to speak with you because oh. we, I've never personally <laughs> interviewed here at Radio One Chicago an opera singer. Okay. So tell me about everything that you do because I am so oh curious. I've never I've been to an opera once. Okay. And it was a fantastic experience. I loved it. It was at the Lyric Opera House of yes, Chicago. Yeah. I completely fell in love with the atmosphere. Um, yeah. So how did you get into opera? Get into opera? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think the the most basic answer is that my mother is a fanatic. She loves opera. She's been taking me since I was little um, to see live performances and recitals and concerts at the Lyric Chicago. And I remember uh, the most vivid memory I have is seeing Kathleen Battle, who is this beautiful um, African-American soprano uh, who sang, and I was in the way, 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 way back. And um, she came out in this gorgeous yellow gown and she sang so beautifully. And I remember for the first time experiencing goosebumps. And I asked my mom, like, you know, what do I have to do to, um, you know, to wear gowns like Miss Battle? Because I, I was obsessed. with uh-huh. such a girly girl. I, still am. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what do I have to do to wear gowns like Miss Battle? She's like, well, you got to sing. Like Miss Battle. So that that yeah. piqued my interest, I would say. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, it, it sounds so cheesy, but I, I never thought of myself or saw myself singing opera. I was more into musical theater. Okay. So when I was in high school and started taking voice lessons, that was I was in the drama club and did all the plays and musicals. And that's where I thought I was going to, to be and be headed. But once I got um, into professional lessons, my voice teacher trained me classically. And she put me in competitions, local ones like the, the Nats competition, it's called. And they had two divisions, musical theater and classical. And I always seemed to advance in the classical Interesting. So okay. Uh-huh. when it came time to picking colleges, I, I picked one that um, that fit for, uh, for classical training. And DePaul University was the one that I got into. And it was a great experience. And that's where it all started. Yeah, I feel like I've never really, you know, talked to anyone who kind of, you know, grew up with, like, like, oh, being, like, classically trained, I guess, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, do you think it was, like, definitely, like, would you, where would you have been, I guess, if you didn't go that route? Like, Oh, gosh. Well, if I wasn't on Broadway or singing Broadway, I was really into being, like, a, a criminal yeah. lawyer. Oh, wow. I, I love forensics. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love all that stuff. I, I watch all that CSI and Law and & Order stuff. So if I wasn't on my artistic side, I think I would have gone... Or something like that more sciencey based yeah yeah I'm so nerdy in that <laughs> so way. Ner- <laughs> i love that stuff <laughs> i mean passions all around you know <laughs> exactly. yeah you, you love what you love exactly. Exactly. um so going into like uh you know like those lessons how demanding was it like it was did you find that it was like really difficult or like you said like oh you would you seem to notice yeah. that you advanced like a little bit like quicker in like yeah. those classical settings it's, like it's, what, it's definitely difficult it's a it's a process it's not something uh that you learn overnight it takes years and even though i've been doing it now for gosh i started lessons when i was 15 i'd say i've been a professional opera singer for about 10 years now maybe a little longer and it's still like your voice matures with your body growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as you get older, mm-hmm. your voice changes. So you're having to 
constantly change a little bit. So you have to develop really good technique from the beginning. So that's breath support. So that because we don't use microphones as opera singers. Yes, I was going to ask. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so you that's have not to know how yeah. to breathe and and to be able to carry over an orchestra or a 2000 plus seat house and so that everybody who paid that's uh, sitting in the back can mm-hmm. still hear every word that you're saying so it takes it's a lot of training a lot of training i can even <laughs> imagine like, yeah. yeah i yeah. like i get winded just like you know like <laughs> me too. so out of yeah oh my gosh and um how has that kind of you know like helped you kind of you know see the world like is it like a are you part of like a traveling like collective at all or like i don't know like what well usually if you're gonna have a career in opera you um you know you do your schooling and and then after that most likely you're going to try to get into a young artist program which is usually a residency Mm -hmm. a two to three year residency um where it's just focused on 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 opera and getting on the stage and you cover big roles uh, you do understudy work, you get improvisational classes, um, coaching with like some of the top musicians in the world that come to these to these programs and work with you individually. So it's a lot more intense focus in these young artist programs to prepare you for the professional outside yeah. world. And so I was very fortunate. I did um, uh, Mirilla, which is in San Francisco. It's a, a young artist program that was in the summer. And after that, I got into the Los Angeles Domingo Thornton, Placido Domingo's mm-hmm. Young Artist Program in L.A., which was phenomenal and um, totally changed everything for me. So uh, that's how kind of I got my feet wet. You know, they bring in agents, managers, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how you start getting around. You know, you do a gazillion auditions and then someone hears you, someone likes you, you get hired. And it's a small world, believe it or not. It's not mm-hmm. that huge. So work gets around if you're singing well, doing good work, people hear you, your name gets on their radar, and then they come and see you perform, you know, and then maybe offer you a role. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, uh, what's that community like, I guess? Like, is it very competitive or because it, it is so small, I mm-hmm. guess? Like, is it more of like a, like, do you find that there's a lot of like mentors and teachers Absolutely. within that community or is it kind of oh, yeah. the opposite? No, no. I think, you know, back in the day, maybe it was a little bit more competitive, but now I find it's, uh, it's a lot more um, supportive in a way. You know, I, I did huge competitions and you would think that people are going to be super, super, comp- but no, everybody was encouraging and supporting <laughs> one another and yeah. high-fiving like, well, you sang the heck out of that, you know, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. and it's like, and that's wonderful. Like it just, that's what you need to get out there. Cause it's an, you know, it's a vulnerable thing to put yourself out there and sing for people like that. So no, I found it very, very supportive. Um, mentors, everybody has somebody, I believe. And if you don't, it's important to have that. You know, I have a network of people that I keep close, you know, it's my agent, my family, Javier, um, coaches that I trust that know my voice, know me. So, mm-hmm. like, if I have to make a tough decision, I consult all of them, you know, oh, before wow. I go forth. You know? Yeah. So, you two brought some uh, samples, right? Uh, I, some some songs I for us. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, one of them is, uh, is Dupuis le Jour. It's a French aria from, <clears throat> by uh, Charpentier, Carpentier, sorry. And it's I don't know if you want me to tell you about it but it's just about a a woman who is in love uh for the first time and she's waking up overlooking the city of Paris and she's just talking about how happy she is and she couldn't think of a better moment than this all right this is depuis le jour oh no we're not gonna play it 
<laughs> Hold on, we're still finding it. <laughs> I was practicing my French game. And that Come was on. actually really good. Oh, good. Thank you. I, I took four years of French, so it did. I see? hope it was good. <laughs> I was wow. like, oh, gosh. It's been, awesome. a, it's been a couple of uh, years since I spoke, so good. <laughs> All right, good. I think we're going to cue okay. it up. All right, let's check it out. Okay.
Hey everyone, it's Alex here on Radio 1 Chicago, WLUW887FM with Javier Orman and Janai Brueger. That was amazing. I am like blown away, almost <laughs> oh, speechless. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was you. like, I guarantee you no one in this room here can do that. I am <laughs> so blown away. And um, so opera, is it always in another language? It's, I mean, I guess English is yeah, probably, like it's sung too. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I'm actually about to go to Amsterdam this weekend. To oh, wow. To uh, Porgy and Bess, which is a very famous English opera. Yeah. Um, like summertime and, uh, you know, so many tunes. Even if you don't know opera, you would recognize those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to do that in Amsterdam at Dutch National Opera. But yeah, we sing in primarily Italian, French, German, English. I've done uh, Russian, done Czech. Uh, I mean, it's everything (laughs) out there. It's now it's available. And and you learn in school how to how to, you know, sing in different languages. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like part of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in addition to all the training and, you know, the practice that you have to do, like you also have to learn another language. Languages. Absolutely. Yeah. So very important. Yeah. yeah. Is it was there ever a language that you came across that you're just like, I cannot nail this. Like, I cannot <laughs> get it. Like, oh, where there, I mean, there's accents. There's, yeah. you know, on top of singing. I can't even like I'm right. stressed just thinking about it. I oh, can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah. Like, well, you know, there's always some that are a little more difficult than others. For me, um, I think the hardest one for me was German was uh, was learning German. But I do a lot of German operas now. So it's kind of funny. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, but it's good. You know, yeah. whatever you're is your weakness you work more and harder yeah, on so true. um but yeah uh, you usually take a year of each of those four major languages and then we had something called ipa which is the international phonetic alphabet which gives you symbols on how to pronounce that's you know universal so any any language you get you can using those symbols you can learn how to pronounce it but you spend years and years and years with diction coaches mm-hmm. and you know trying to be as authentic native as you can yeah even though it's not your first language yeah exactly i mean i wouldn't (laughs) be able to tell like that yeah (laughs) that's yeah that's crazy uh so how do you kind of like maintain your voice like how do you Mm. you know care for it when you're not out there practicing like constantly like i'm sure especially like wintertime you're always like prone to like you know sore throats and like how do you (laughs) care for it you know i was never one of those people how do i say this i tried not to give too much thought to that because it would drive me insane yeah I think if I a lot of it was in my head sometimes but I try to be smart in general I just it be, when I'm in a uh, rehearsal period I don't go out as much which means you know no bars or restaurants where there's a lot of talking or what I have to talk too mm-hmm. much um you know weather like this here in Chicago it's like I stay in as much as possible yeah. and if I do go out I just wrap you know just like 30 scarves <laughs> Just carry that blanket. Yeah, just looking just like uh, was it R- Randy in in the Christmas story? Yeah, that, you know, like, when it's like thirty exactly. times around, <laughs> can't it's move. Like, I got to go to the bathroom. You got to take exactly. it off. <laughs> yeah, just bundle. <laughs> yeah, just bundle it up. Um, yeah. yeah, just try to not talk too much. Um, drink a lot of tea. Drink a lot of water. Yeah, stay hydrated. Um, sleep. It's important. You know, but I'm a mm-hmm. mom, so I kind of give it up on the whole sleep thing. <laughs> Just learn to work, yeah. work with the sleep deprivation. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that was beautiful. Very, yeah. I think next time you guys come in, I want to hear like a live violin and a Ooh. live opera song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. 
Okay. That's your homework. No, I'm, oh God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, guys, thank you so much for thank coming. You for in. Having Thanks us. for having us. Thank um, you. Please tell people like what you guys have upcoming, um, okay. where they can listen to your music, uh, find you on social media, and all that good stuff. Sure. What are you saying? Okay. Uh, com is my website. Uh, I'll be in Amsterdam for the next month and a half to do Porgy and Bess. And then after that, I will be in LA doing La Clemenza di Tito. Um, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook, so you can just type in Janai Brueger and you'll find me. Awesome. Uh, yeah, probably the, the two best places to find me right now are on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash MLTFTR for multi-future. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is at uh, MLTFTR music. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much thank for you coming for in. It's just a pleasure to thank you, know, you. Speak with you both and um, learn more about what you guys do thank you it was fun thank you it was great all right well that'll that's gonna do it for all of us here at radio one chicago uh for weekend gabe and i uh we'll be here next thursday so be sure to check us out from 6 to 8 p.m on 88.7 fm wluw and until then uh see you later stick around for the hip-hop project coming up at the top of the hour see ya Mm -hmm.